Welcome to my Japanese Green Tea Podcast, a show dedicated to Japanese tea. Hosted by tea blogger Ricardo Caicedo. Welcome to episode number 43 of my Japanese Green Tea Podcast. Today's guest star Joel Ronaldo Bloise from EQT. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. This is Joel. This is Aldo. Nice meeting you and thanks for, for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Okay, so can you please briefly introduce yourselves and EQ team? Yes. Yes, Joel. Yeah, so I start. Um, so uh, we are a married couple. So we live and work together <laughs> and uh, we are from Switzerland and Italy originally, uh, but we have been in Japan for um, over 10 years now and uh, dine in the wonderful region of Kyushu, which is in southwestern Japan, in Fukuoka, in, in the north of Kyushu, just facing Korea and China. And this uh, is where we decided to uh, found and launch our green tea business a few years ago. And we have, uh, we are like a kind of multicultural, multinational team because we also have two other associates who are uh, French and Japanese. So we use uh, multilingual and also cultural skills to help tea farmers from Kyushu areas and only that area to promote and sell their teas overseas. Uh, nothing to add for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, as Joel said, we are a married couple, so uh, it, it's kind of challenging and a great uh, way to, to work. And um, we love to work um, with all the farmers that are around Kyushu. We love to uh, travel in the regions. And uh, actually, our son uh, is also sometimes involved as he he's the one who speaks Japanese the best. And so sometimes uh, we use him as, a, shame on us, as a translator. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's really a family uh, business. Of course, it's a small team for now, but uh, we expect to grow in the coming years, and we hope about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the business is definitely growing, so it's, um, it's a pleasure <laughs> on all fronts to, do, to be doing this. So that's a bit about us. Very good. So what, why did you choose the name EQ? Aha, uh -huh. that's a good question. Uh, there are many reasons about that, Joel. Yeah, so the, in Japanese, the way we write EQ, uh, you can read it, uh, Japanese people read it as meaning one break, so resting. This is related to, of course, the philosophy behind drinking green tea, which means to, you know, focus on the moment and relax and enjoy this delicacy. And while you are in a, during your very busy day, it's a moment where you just stop and take a big breath. So that's the, I would say, the literal meaning of EQ. But then we are very lucky because uh, one of the biggest, um, most important names in the green tea history here in Japan uh, was a monk, a priest uh, called Ikkyu, Ikkyu-san. And he is one of the first people who brought the, I would say, the, the tea philosophy in Japan. 
back in the day. And finally, but that's, of course, um, more of a stretch, but we are, you know, in Kyushu. So for our customers overseas, there is this link between the sound Q and Kyushu. So that that's actually purely a coincidence, but we realized that it also worked with our customers. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, and do, do you also sell inside Japan, or, or is it only for overseas? Uh, it happens sometimes, but um, it's we really only focus on um, international market. The reason is because in order to make an e-commerce in Japan, they have other expectation and other technologies, and that would have been quite, uh, I would say, a technical challenge actually. So. We may do that in the near future, but we, we want first to focus on um, the international market because it's also the market that the farmers are looking at and that they cannot reach. So this is really also one of our mission is to help them to reach the, the foreign market. So this is where they need us the most. Yeah, yes. We, we do have now and then Japanese customers, not just friends, but people who hear from us and we can, of course, sell to them. And maybe down the line, we we would love to have a, a small shop and brick and mortar shop here in Fukuoka and that, that, that would be really nice but again I think even then we would target tourists more than the Japanese consumers because this is our it's also how we brand ourselves and the kind of products we focus on but we did for example two years ago we had a pop-up shop in one of the most uh, popular uh, shopping area in Fukuoka for one week and we were very very successful then and people were just as astonished to see foreigners talking about Japanese green tea and sometimes knowing more about that than they did but it was nice right? yeah it was absolutely nice to, to see actually uh, younger people to rediscover green tea because uh, fortunately in Japan uh, green tea consumption is, uh, is decreasing uh, because everyone is a bit used to now uh, drink tea by the pet bottle and of course the taste is absolutely i mean it's it's you cannot compare so when they rediscovered their own product uh it was quite uh, an amazing uh, feeling for us because uh, even for them it was like oh this is green tea and uh, yeah this is just your product that uh, i mean it's just a few miles from where you live and you have such uh, incredible uh, areas of production so that that was nice yeah. yes yes so is it only from the prefecture of, of Fukuoka, from the Yame region, or also Kagoshima and, and like around Kyushu? All around Kyushu. So currently we have Fukuoka, yeah, Yameti, of course, because you cannot, I mean, it's such an amazing area with Gyokuro and so on. Kagoshima, like you mentioned, Chiran area in particular, um, Miyazaki, which is just next to Kagoshima. Mm -hmm. Um, we have also uh, Kumamoto, uh, yeah, and, Nagas and uh, Nagasaki, and recently we also started with uh, Saga, Saga, and hopefully and soon, yes, also in uh, Oita yeah, Prefecture. And that would mean that we have all. teas from <laughs> all. all prefectures. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, and what type of teas do you carry? I would say uh, everything that every green tea. So of course, Sencha which is the most popular green tea in Japan, but uh, Gyokuro, uh, Kabusecha, some rare green tea like Kamairi Cha, 
which is like pan-fried uh, green tea. Uh, also tamaryoku cha and um, shiraore, which is not so well known, but it's actually very nice uh, and cheap green tea uh, that it's perfect for uh, cold brew and also white tea. Um, which is quite rare here around, and of course matcha. Yes, matcha. You cannot have an online shop selling green tea without selling matcha nowadays, of course. But maybe the challenge here was that it's not um, the, the tea that is the most produced in Kyushu area. So it took us a, quite some time to hunt hunting down, especially organic matcha. That was a bit of a challenge. But the one that we carry are actually really popular with our customers. And yes. they are our best sellers. And we have clients who only only buy those. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We try to, to add new products uh, once in a while. But it's, it's always a, a lot of work because not only we have to create the, I would say, just the formal business relationship with the producer and it's in Japan and it's in Kyushu very traditional but also then we have to visit them again making picture tasting and uh, so we, we try to have one or two new producer every year and it's always such a pleasure mm-hmm. so um, to, to, to discover new teas <laughs> we are quite lucky on that because yes. <laughs> about the tea farmers so they are like small scale uh, tea farms yeah so 90% of them are, are like pure family business, um, maybe two, three people, usually father and son or grandmother and, uh, <laughs> and, child, and children and grandchildren working on it. Yes, we have, we, we collaborate with also a very large one, which is actually a cooperative, a JA cooperative um, in Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. They are one of our two suppliers in Miyazaki. And here in Yame, we also work with a, it's a, also a family business, but they, I would say they are middle size and they are quite big actors in, in the region. A very well respected, very well known family. But again, family business. The mother is the CEO, the father, the president, the daughters are all into the business. It's, it's quite a pleasure actually to do this like that. Yeah. But everyone else are small families. Some are young in the sense like in the forties and they are working so hard to try to get dirty, um, to, to do the best possible and they are happy to have a chance to to export mm-hmm. yeah yeah but some more a bit older yeah. and it's also one of the problem is that people are getting older in japan as you know and so not only the market is decreasing but because maybe the sons are they don't want to take over the, the factory and the farm well the land I would say green tea production is also decreasing. So many farmers have to close their farm because they cannot just go on. Nobody wants to take over. And that's that's a shame, but it's a reality here. It's a reality. Yeah. So again, exporting is the only way out, actually, for the tea business. So we are quite happy to play a small role in that respect and we have been working a lot with also uh, local governments, local cities uh, the small cities or even Fukuoka Prefecture to try to have events not just here in Japan but also overseas to raise awareness about green tea in general Japanese green tea in particular Kyushu green tea more specifically of course 
But I'm sure you know, Ricardo, that a lot of about green tea and getting green tea better known of, uh, outside Japan is about educating, education about how to enjoy properly green tea. So they, they try to they understand now that they should give priority to that now. Yeah, and, and it takes time. It's not, yeah. uh, yes, it's not yes, a quick yes. fix. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and w which countries do, do you export the most? Actually, um, I mean, the most is definitely the U.S. and France, but we sell uh, about everywhere in the world, even in French Polynesia or South Africa, everywhere in the world, actually. That, that's It's really nice to, to see people coming to our website from uh, any part of the world and know that I mean, green tea is something so popular all around. So, yeah, but definitely USA and France. The biggest market, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the EU, if you take the EU as a whole, they are, it's 50-50 with the USA. But inside the EU, France is certainly our biggest market. Yeah, that's also because our website is in uh, French. French, so. <laughs> okay. And English, but yeah. yeah. And the best-selling one is the match. Right now, yeah, the, in terms of, by, by units, it's the yeah. organic matcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right behind, we have actually gyokuro. The, in terms of categories, if you combine everything, I think gyokuro or, yes. is even best, sells better than our matcha. And we are quite proud of that because this is, as you know, really a delicacy. Um, but we are 100% super confident about the incredible quality of the gyokuro we, we propose. So, yeah, yeah the, the customers come back for that too. <laughs> But I mean, uh, other are, are doing well too, uh, yeah. and uh, that's that's also interesting to see how uh, because of the variety of the tea we provide. For example, if someone doesn't really like the, I would say the grassy tones of sencha, well, we have this kamairicha, which, as it's a bit pan-fried, has a completely different uh, taste. It's like almost jasmine tea, but it's still green tea. So that's that's so we have. We we can provide for everyone. Yes, yeah, we have some we have something for everyone. Everyone tastes there. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about the the white tea that you sell. <laughs> so the white tea we have now two two uh, two products. Um, both are from Yame. So white tea. I would say it's almost as rare as a white elephant if you want. It's a very difficult to, to make and usually those who, the producers who have a lot of experience With uh, with gyokuro in Japan, try to start. I have start started white tea. So let's just be clear that it's totally different from Chinese white tea, Japanese white tea, and Chinese white tea. I know it's confusing, but it, it's really not the same. Same process, same taste, same look. So here we're talking about well leaves that are shaded 100%. So even more shaded than gyokuro, which usually is only shaded up to 98%. Here we talk about 100% uh, several weeks before harvest. So the leaves, they don't have really much time to, to produce a chlorophyll. So they are very pale, like golden pale even color. Almost white. Yeah, yeah, almost white. Yeah. This yields a tea 
which is actually very hard to make. It requires so much uh, skills, and that's why you have a lot, no, not a lot, but the people who make it usually are also specialists in dento hongyokuro with the, the, the traditional shading, so that's why you will find them in yame uh, in general. And then you get a tea which has, well, no bitterness. Uh, it's really sweet, almost uh, has a really nice nutty taste, and the umami is incredible. So it's very hard to make. So that's why it's really not the most affordable of all teas. But for people who love sencha, high-quality sencha, who love gyokuro, this is a really a must-have. And the two that we have... Uh, one is from, well, it is a kind of middle-sized uh, tea farmers we told you about. They're uh, called Koga Chagyo. And the other one, the latest that we introduced just a few weeks ago, is also is from someone, uh, a producer called Takaki-san. Both are award-winning producers. And I'm... I was also delighted to see the differences between the two products that they made, but it, both are white, of course. But it's amazing to to sense the to get a sense of also the the, the different skills. Yes, yes, yes. And both, both producers. Yeah, and we were lucky enough to to see actually the whole genesis of the. Um, of the white tea from Takaki-san because yeah. I think four years ago he showed us his I mean you planted tree and they were so small and he said yeah I'm gonna start to do white tea and that was four years ago mm. and now he has it back then it was like oh yeah white tea was it what is that and now he's so proud about it and we too and to see the whole process on the creation that was really great to have now the final product it's it's a pleasure to be able to to share it <laughs> Okay, and I also saw that you have special cups, the Kaoru cups. Absolutely, yes. These are from uh, Koishiwara. It's also uh, not so far from Fukuoka. It's a whole village that provides, I would say, usually day-to-day -day pottery and um, tableware and kitchenware. But uh, among them, there are a few ones that are doing something a bit more sophisticated. This is a realm of uh, Onimaru-san, which is a well-known, I uh, would say, potter. He has some exhibitions all around the world. Uh, the story is that he, he get in touch with one of the producers that we also uh, carry on is Mr. Kia-san, which is a um, tea master. And together they said, well, why, why don't we create, you are a potter and uh, I am provide green tea, why don't we uh, create a, a special cup for uh, to enjoy green tea at its best? And uh, they, they decided to do that and to create this cup. Just, I mean, the, the, what is very interesting is that Potter, Mr. Onimaru-san, uh, has a special style which is called Taketeri uh, Yaki style, uh, for the glazing. The glazing is, um, something quite amazing because it, it cannot really be controlled. And it's all about the ashes that they are using. And when they put it in the oven, it's, uh, we say that it's a dragon uh, kid, uh, kill, and it all depends on the wind and so the, the intensity of the of the flame, or depending on the winds and so on. And this makes the glazing always different, and it's very difficult to to actually uh, to to get the expected results, and it needs a lot of uh, <laughs> mastery. And then, yeah, they created this special cup that has won some uh, design awards and yeah yeah so. to 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 give you an idea the um 
it has the shape of a wine glass without the, the long foot, but it's as if you were holding a wine glass. So the fragrance, the aroma of the tea are enhanced. Also by the clay. And also the clay. And you can, if you brew the same tea and you you, you pour it in a normal cup, uh, half of it, and pour the other half inside the, uh, those cowder cups, it's almost as if you are drinking two different kind of teas. It's incredible, the difference. And it works also with cold brew tea. We could sense that. Yeah. So it's a very beautiful uh, item. Mm. And the name kaoru means fragrance. So it's a... Literally. Literally the fragrant cup. So we are, we feel very lucky to be able to, to have it on our, uh, on our shop, to carry it on our shop. Sometimes we don't have it for months because he is, Onibaru-san is such, so, so popular that he has a backlog of orders and he's like, yeah, six months from now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's too bad. But as soon as he has some yeah, opening, we're like, please, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's all handmade. So, so that's yeah. Why. <laughs> and we just recently also um, oh, started yeah. to sell some uh, small gyokuro cup from the same. Uh, from Also from Onimarisa. Yeah, they're really lovely. <laughs> very small, very cute. What types of teapots are available at your store? So next to those kaori cups and now gyokuro cups also, um, we also have another product lineup of cups from another um, potter who is uh, in Saga Prefecture in Karatsu, uh, Yamashita-san. So those are uh, not as uh, expensive and incredible as the Kauru cups, but I would say it's perfect for a normal cup of tea. And uh, he uses... He works according to two different styles. One is called the Kohiki style, so it's it's white, and the other is chosen style, which is uh, also a Korean origin, and they are blue and and dark. They're very nice shades coming together, blending together. So it's it's also very nice. So those are also handmade. And in addition, we have a more like standard uh, accessories and teaware, like with matcha balls and whisks and matcha boxes. And of course, tokoname teapot too, because those are the, I would say, it's petted that any green tea lover should have a tokoname kyusu pot at home to, to brew green tea. <laughs> yeah, it's very famous. Yes, it is. But it's from northern Japan, so we cannot say it's from Kyushu. But anyway, for this, we had to bend the rules. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's from Kyushu. But for that, uh, it's tokoname. We cannot help it. Northern <laughs> Japan. <laughs> and besides these green teas, do you have another type of tea, like black tea? Okay, we do. For now, we only have those for uh, uh, as a wholesale, actually, uh, for our professional customers. Um, because in addition to the online shop, for which is more like B2C, we also have growing B2B business and channel. And for them, we have like Japanese black tea, kocha. Hojicha. We have also hojicha. And those are also... Very popular, we understand, especially on the American markets and uh, English market, of course, because people are more familiar with black tea. Um, but we may introduce them uh, maybe this year in our uh, also uh, B2C website. Yeah, because, yeah. Because yeah. uh, we feel that there is also a demand for that. 
and uh, yeah, definitely. And they are actually made by the same. same producers that we work with already, so it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to simply say, okay, now we, from uh, Iriesan, for example, in Yame, we introduce uh, Hojicha and Kocha, that would be... Yeah, would organic, be, which would be On top of it, organic, <laughs> yes, so that would be nice. Okay, well, the time is up, but I, oh. I thank you for your time. I Thank wish you. you much success with with your business, and I look I'm looking forward to reviewing your teas. Thank oh, you very much, you. Ricardo. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to my Japanese green tea podcast. Join us again next time 